This is a competition. This is not America's next top best friend. Good morning, good welcome, good everything, good body. Hello. <laughs> None of that made any sense. And welcome to the America's Next Top Best Friend podcast, the most skinny and influential and iconic podcast in the history of all podcasting. Yeah. That's a, a big statement. I'm Amanda Mitchell, here with my personal favorite person, Hillary Tatiana Ali on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Sussman. <laughs> How are you today, Hillsbills? I'm good. I'm really tired, uh, just because I was at my parents' house alone last night with the dog, dog sitting, and I kept hearing weird noises, because I haven't been alone in this house in a very it's, long time. When you do it, even like in an adulthood, in adulthood and you're in your house, you're like, oh yeah, I'm in my house. When you're alone, you're like, this shit is fucking scary. Terrifying. Oh my God. The when suburbs I was are scarier Michigan, than the city, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. You don't know what's lurking, especially where we grew up, because it's all woods. Exactly. It's all woods. And it's like, I, I, I regularly was always shocked that like nobody emerged from the woods in my backyard to like murder me. Oh my god, right. I have them um, in back and in front, just surrounded. And I was like about to drift off and then I heard a noise underneath me, like the room underneath my parents' bedroom where I was staying. And then I just sat up cross-legged in bed and was just like looking at the door. And then I realized what I was doing and was like, you're insane. <laughs> Go to like, bed. <laughs> this is the end for me. Oh god. <laughs> so what are we talking That's about today, Amanda? Guys, we're doing a very special interlude in between seasons so for this week and next week we are doing we're covering the four episodes of modelville um modelville was i copied and pasted directly from the wikipedia so i'm <laughs> gonna get the right phrasing on this <clears throat> was a spin-off reality season from america's next top model which aired within the tyra bank show it featured five former contestants from america's next top model who competed for a fifty thousand dollar spokesperson contract with carol's daughter Similar to Top Model, the contestants all lived in the same house together with the exception that they were allowed to keep their cell phones and had access to the internet, allowing them to update their blogs each day to give their takes on the process. Um, Each model had to direct and star in her own 30-second commercial for Carol's daughter. The competition was documented on the Tyra Banks show on a bi-weekly basis, except for the finale, which aired almost a month after the penultimate (laughs) episode. I love that. (laughs) That's my favorite part. I mean... This is my first time ever watching this. I've never seen it. Oh, okay, good. I was not prepared for the shit show that it would be. And half of that was contributed by the fact that just Tyra was so uncomfortable on her talk show. She was, okay, like, I really, I mean, the only segments I'd ever seen of the Tyra Banks show were, like, the segments that they showed on America's Next Top Model. Like, I've never actually seen the Tyra Banks show she was not Oprah at she all. She was not prepared for the improv element. She needs a script. I think I have the note, shut up, Tyra, in these notes at least five or six times. Because she would talk over them. She would interrupt them. Oh she God. would railroad their opinions and mm-hmm. then try to explain. Like, oh, my God. It was... It was not, she was not a good talk show host. And I don't understand That's so why. so well said. That's, like, exactly... Exactly mm-hmm. what my issue was with it. 
She would ask them a question and then not wait for them to answer and just be like, yeah, she would yeah, answer exactly it. what I said. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they would answer a question and then she would answer the question that she just asked mm-hmm. in the way that she thought that it could be. It was not good. And I I appreciate somebody endeavoring into another realm. But like over the years, we've seen a lot of people try to be talk show hosts and it has not ended well for them. Mm-hmm. Harry Connick Jr., Megan Mullally. Yeah, everyone forgets Megan Mullally had a talk show for like two years after Will and Grace ended. Who thought that was a good idea? Megan Mullally plays characters. She plays characters. And she's okay. And she's married to Nick Offerman. Okay. I would watch that talk show, actually. I think we should jump in to the episode. Yes. Who are our, the first episode? So the first episode is essentially just the introduction. Mm-hmm. And um, we find out who our contestants are. Fatima from Cycle 10. So many girls from Cycle 10. Yeah, it's like it's like three girls from Cycle 10 and then two others that they were like, huh, oh, whatever. Yeah. Um, Dominique from Cycle 10 as well. Renee, I was so excited because I took a poll on the America's Next Top Best Friend podcast Facebook page. Go visit it about what our, their preferred Im- impression that we do is. And then I realized we get to do Renee for this entire episode. No oh. offense. Is that why you wanted to do Modelville? <laughs> no, I didn't even realize that. But we get to do Renee the entire episode. I'm so excited. I feel like I've been lied to and deceived. <laughs> I would never. This is part of the America's Not Stop Model canon. Okay. So we have Renee and then we also have uh, Lauren from Cycle 10 as well. And Bianca from <laughs> Cycle 9. So um, very recent yeah. eliminees. From yeah, this show. like, at this point, this is, like, within the last two or three years. Yes. But the girls all join Tyra on stage at the Tyra Bank show. And that's, like, we have to be do a really good job with this podcast of, like, re- <gasps> like reminding them, like, when we're in the Tyra Bank show set and when we're, in the, like, not. The model like, set. It's really jarring. And also, if you guys want to follow along with us, the whole thing's on YouTube. So yeah. It'll there, take you two like hours to watch one it. one intro episode and then three episodes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just type in Modelville on YouTube. That's what we did. The first thing I noticed when she had the girls walk out was how just like levels above Fatima is than the other girls. She just you can looks just tell. and acts like a real model. She's getting consistent real work. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why why are you here? I think there's an entire episode where you don't see her at all. Yeah, she's, she's just, like, all. going to on her jobs when the she's girls working. are living in the house. I have a theory why she did this. Exposure. Exposure so she can bring her family from Somalia to the U.S. Yes. Yeah. Because oh, there's definitely. a whole segment where Tyra's like, okay, if you can help us with that, go to thetyrabankshow.com. And it's like, that must have been how she got her to agree to do this. Possibly. Yeah. Being like, I'll give you a platform for this. Mm-hmm. There. Um, but basically each girl talks about what their lives have been like since the show ended. And then we get to talk about something that Hillary and I did not talk about when we covered Cycle 9, which was Bianca getting in a fight with Nikki Blonsky from Hairspray at an airport, at Newark Liberty Airport. We did talk about it. Did we talk about it? Yes. But still, I want to relive in that moment. Bianca was in, no, she was in Turks and Caicos. Going to Newark. I know that. I just remember Newark was part of the story. And she got, and Nikki Blonsky, the girl from Hairspray, was in there. 
And I guess Bianca's granddad, like, was, pe- fought, was like, is ill, and so he's, like, gonna die soon. So she was going down to see her granddad. And Nikki Blonsky, of course, was like, I'm from Hairspray! Hi, it's Nikki from Hairspray! <laughs> That's what I just imagine her personality's like. I don't know. And she was just being very rude to Bianca's aunt. And this is when the story got a little muddled for me. Well, you can tell when somebody's telling a story and making themselves look perfect and then making the yeah. other person the villain. And it's like, uh-huh. okay, this is Bianca's side of what happened. Of the story. And like, I am on Bianca's side inherently just because who is Nikki Blonsky in this world? <laughs> and- Yolanda Foster. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So... Bianca paints herself as perfect, so it's like everything she says you take with a grain of salt, but you're like, even still, though, it sounds really fucked up. I mean, when you tell this story, this is the kind of story that you pause the person in the middle of it and say, can you tell me that story again and uh, and tell me the part where you were the asshole? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, because it's like you're leaving out the part where you were the asshole. They were all in the airport together, and... Nikki Blonsky, I guess, was rude to Bianca's aunt, who had, like, two babies, one in each arm. And Nikki Blonsky's entire family was acting, like, very posh at the airport and didn't want anybody sitting next to them. And then it, it jumps from that to yeah. Bianca's... Yeah, I had to look into what happened, but I guess B- they had Nikki Blonsky had her stuff on, like, a bunch of chairs, and Bianca moved it. And then Nikki's father punched Bianca's mom, knocked her out. Yeah. They were calling them the N-word and saying they had mm-hmm. rabies. And uh, Bianca's mom had to be airlifted to a hospital. And that's the reason I was on Bianca's side. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I facts mean, if you facts. injure someone to the point of having to have them, like, literally airlifted away from somewhere because you caused that much damage. Mm-hmm. mm Anyway. But Bianca's mom is, at this time, was is now recovering. But she was like, it was not, it was a mess. And she was facing charges for assault. Bianca was. I think they settled. So then we move on to Renee. And she moved to LA after Top Model ended. She didn't really know the area. She was staying with a friend. And then she got her own place in Rampart. And she had her son come and move with her. It just sounds scary. Rampart? I don't know anything about it. But a hard R is scary. That's yeah. why they call it Murder. So there was a shooting half a block from her house where a baby was killed while she was living in this apartment with her son and like just sleeping on a couch. They had no furniture. So they moved back to Maui and now Renee has like blunt bangs and a bob. Yeah. It looks so good. It looks so good. Then we move on to Dominique. Mm -hmm. And Dominique, she went home and she found out that her boyfriend before she went on top model got someone pregnant. Mm-hmm. It's something like that. Yeah. Right? They, she was like, it was. It didn't happen while I was gone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, isn't that worse, though? Yeah, that's worse. You were there, and you left, and you came back, and she was still pregnant. What a terrible surprise. He's like, yeah, I'm, like, down to stay with him and, like, help raise this other kid. And you can tell Tyra's like, I'm worried about uh, this child. Me too. Like, and she, Dominique's like, I don't think it had anything to do with me. I'm not really afraid that he's going to cheat again. And I'm like, Dominique. <laughs> Dominique. This was strange. Like, this is, this, this is scary. Scary. But then Tyra's just like, I'm glad the child just isn't coming into a bad situation. She's like, give me the child. I would like its blood, please. What if Dominique turned out to be Tyra's surrogate? 
<laughs> what do you think, Tyra? Like the likelihood that Tyra thought thought of one of these girls to be a surrogate for her child? That was going to be Modelville too. Yup, would watch. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent would like, watch. Would watch, and it would be like Handmaid's Tale meets America's Next Top Model, and I am about it. <laughs> Women just being generators, being baby incubators. I love it. So Dominique, she's still living in Ohio, but she's like trying to fly back and forth for jobs, which is expensive as fuck. But that's what she feels like is her main hindrance in like fulfilling her modeling career. So she's very excited for the opportunity to get to live in New York on Tai Tai Baby's dime. Thanks, money. Um, also, I just want to note that there's a, we see a random commercial break where we find out that Tyra at one point got to interview Janet Jackson. Oh my god, I saw that. What? What? I mean, damn, Tyra, that's a get. Janet don't do press no more, so that's a get. Um, anyway, so, and then Lauren literally gets 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yep. She's like, yeah, I'm just here to, to model. She she was talked into the top model audition. Is She's back living in New Jersey. She okay. was in Brooklyn when the show aired, but she's like back living in New Jersey with her parents or something. Yeah. Probably because her yeah. boyfriend broke up with her. That's what I, that was my thought. That was my thought later on. I was like, oh, that's why she's back in Jersey. Yeah. Fatima, we find out, has been working a lot. She's booked Cosmo and Essence and Teen Vogue, and it was just the beginning for her. Like, I think after this, she did Hermes. But... There's no money in magazine spreads and editorials. Mm. All of the money is in advertising and fashion shows. We find out that Tyra made $150 for the cover of Sports Illustrated. which That is insane. That's fucking insane. If that's true, that's insane. That's a bad job on her agency's behalf. Yeah. Honestly. Because they made $15 for the cover of Sports Illustrated if that's, if they're going on standard agency, agency rates. That makes no fucking sense. None. I can't believe it. But I guess it's like I get paid in exposure. Mm, that's bullshit. But yeah. yeah. But basically we find out models make money through fashion shows and ad campaigns, which makes sense. It's much like, you know, modern day influencers. That's how they make money is literally selling ads. But Fatima is po. Fatima po. Fatima can't afford food. <laughs> so then Lisa Price of Carol's Daughter comes out and Tyra talks more about uh, what the girls are competing for and what they have to do. They have to write, produce, create, and direct a 30-second commercial for one product that will be assigned to them of Carol's daughter, and they're going to win a $50,000 contract with them to be a spokesperson for carolsdaughter.com. And then they cut to Lauren looking fucking horrified. She's like, oh, God, I don't want to be like Heather. <coughs> Spray tanned. <coughs> Spray <laughs> so she can fit the brief. Spray tan behind a banana leaf. <laughs> Amanda, that's the title of this episode. <laughs> Thank you so much. The girls are spray tan behind bananas. <laughs> that's the kind of episode we're going to have today. <laughs> today! Also, speaking of Heather, this is when Tyra's like, she, she, like, Tyra mentions Heather or something. She's like, you might have heard of Carol's daughter before. You know, Heather, the autistic girl from Cycle, from Cycle 9. I hate that I she like, calls her that. Call her? That is not okay. <laughs> you remember Heather, the autistic girl that Bianca made fun of? <laughs> it was so demented. Yeah. Oh. And this is the first occurrence of, oh my god, Tyra, I hate you. Stop interrupting. Oh my god. 
I know, I know. They have to convey strength, intelligence, and imperfection to win. And uh, they're actually moving in right now. Yeah. And then some poor intern wearing a Tyra Show t-shirt, which is the iconic circle with the word Tyra in the center of it. But these are royal purple and not, like, magenta, like the ones in cycle six. And these are t-shirts, not tank tops. But some poor intern has to wheel out their luggage. And then we find out that everyone in the audience is getting a gift basket from Carol's daughter. Woo! I want one. Yes, I do too. I love, I mean, I'm all right on Carol's daughter products. They're fine. (laughs) Um, It's true. My, My first note for episode two, though, is I am living for the potato quality of the show. What does that mean? It's just, it looks like it was shot from a potato. (laughs) Like they used a potato to tape it. It's so terrible. The the girls move into their penthouse and it is the same house that the Cycle One girls in 2003 lived in. The Flateau, the Flat Hotel or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, But also when they first arrive for episode two, all the girls are like, on the Tyra Banks show set and like the curtain rises and Tyra's in the center and then there's all the girls but there isn't enough room to fit all five of them so Fatima kind of like pops out from behind the pillar (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I know and then honestly I thought the girls being told to scream at Tyra on top model was bad but the audiences at the Tyra Banks show Oh, it's like, another level. It was like 15 minutes of them just being like, ah! 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 Holy. Okay. <laughs> so as soon as the girls move into the house, they immediately are like, okay, where's the beer? Where's the wine? And they all start drinking, except Renee. She has a water bottle. Oh, I didn't notice that. Noted. And on their way out, on their way to the hotel, somebody asked Bianca for an autograph. I'm like, no, that no. Um, what intern did they pay to yell that? Um, but then, yeah, at the, at the at the flat hotel, I guess is how it's pronounced. Lauren straight up looks at Fatima and goes, "Are you still a bitch?" <gasps> I love that. I loved it. And Fatima's like, it. "All right, girls, I have to go to work. I have a photo shoot for Cosmo Girl," and they're all like, "Okay." Like, there's this underlying thing that it's like, "Ooh, this fucking bitch, she going to get work." It's like she's winning and we're losing. Damn. Yeah. The real winner is Fatima, no matter what the outcome is. Let's be real. Of this, definitely. Yeah. And Cycle 10, definitely. And then Bianca talks about how it's rare for black models to work. And then Renee chimes in and she's like, do you know how many blonde hair, blue eyed girls there are? Like, no offense, but like, it's hard for me too as a white girl. No offense. Also, I, I tried to pull up all of their blogs, but you know, since the Tyra Banks <laughs> show doesn't exist anymore. Because they were writing blogs, like, during this time. Right. I, I would be very impressed if you could I was going to try and pull up the Wayback Machine, but I was like, honestly. It's not worth it. Honestly, no. <laughs> so, cut back um, to Tyra in studio. So, yeah. how do you guys feel about your second chance? <laughs> Hillary. Hillary just gave me murder eyes. <laughs> like, she said that sentence and then, like, widened her eyes in a manner that made me actually uncomfortable. Because like, it was I, Tyra's like, way of being like, you better tell everybody how grateful you are to have me in your mm, life and what right. I've done for you. <laughs> are you thankful? 
Are you saying? So home? Dominique's like, well, I'm really drained financially, so like this is perfect for me because I have a free place to stay in New York. I, yeah, I couldn't live here for free. Yeah, and Bianca's Bianca's like, um, yeah, like I've met some sweet girls from past cycles, and like sometimes they kind of use me to be relevant. And as Bianca was also talking about how black girl models get less opportunities, Tyra interrupts her to be like, yeah, but they also had like the all black issue of Vogue, and Bianca's like. Blink, 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 blink. Like, yeah, I know. And yeah, yeah, we talked to also talked about Bianca, how she said that the older girls would use the younger girls to like... Stay relevant. You know, to stay relevant. And I completely feel like it's true. It also comes up again later on in All Stars when Bianca and Camille are together. Oh, um, yeah. But I think she has a point. I really do. Oh, yeah. And then Renee tells everybody about how JL called her up and asked her to go to a party with her in LA. And it was like a porn industry party. <laughs> I thought she said a horn party. And I was like, a horn party? It was a porn what party. A horn party. No offense. I was like, of course JL would. Like JL totally would. I'm completely unsurprised. So Bianca's let down by the past cycle girls using her fresh fame to get into parties Mm -hmm. and stuff. And calling it the top model sorority. And then the girls are given their first call time. They literally, the producers of this, of Modelville, ask nothing of them. But they're like, okay, can you just like be at the apartment at two? Because Tyra wants to come and give you guys some advice. They don't even tell them that Tyra wants to come give you some advice. They just say like, like, you have to be back here at two. Right. Their only yeah. thing they've had to do so far that we've seen. And Dominique and Bianca are like, oh, we really want to buy some boots today, though. Um, And it's already like one. It was 1230 when Dominique decided she wanted boots. And Bianca's like, I could take you somewhere, but it's not Manhattan. And I was like, Bianca, you're from Queens. You know, there's no way you are getting from Manhattan to Queens. In less than 45 minutes. Anyway. So she's like, it's going to take 20 minutes, but really it's going to be like 40 minutes. And Tyra is going to be there to surprise them and give them coaching Mm. tips, which they don't know. Yeah. But Renee, midway through the journey there on the train, she's like, okay, this is taking a really long time. And like, I'm just going to go back to the apartment because this was a mistake and I don't want to ruin another opportunity. She's smart. So it cuts to them at the salon and... At two o'clock. At two o'clock, when they're supposed to be mm-hmm. at the apartment. And they're getting yeah. fake eyelashes. Just like, it's three hours later. And Tyra's mm-hmm. producer, Patricia, calls Tyra and she's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. They're not here. Mm. I'm sorry. Like, they're not here. I don't know where they are. Like, we can't reach them. And if I were their producer, I would be pissed too. Like, what honestly. What's the thought behind that? They were three hours late. They didn't get back to the apartment until five. Like, why? I literally don't understand. Like, knowing that it's 1230. Like, this, I mean, I put a little bit more blame for this on Bianca. I really do. Because Bianca's from New York. Like, she knows how, like, like you leave the house in New York. It's go- You have to add 10 minutes onto anything that you do whenever you leave the house in New York. And we don't get an answer about it. And that's what's so annoying. It makes me feel like maybe the girls were told, like, just we have something planned for you at the apartment today and they weren't given a time or something because like why else would you self-sabotage to that extent i don't it's understand. insane like i could i can understand 2 30 but it's like you left the house at 
12.30 or at 1 o'clock. And you got back at 5? Like, I don't, it doesn't make any sense. And why did you need boots? Seriously. I guess it was cold. They all had coats on. But, like, also, there wasn't another day that you could have done. You couldn't have waited. You know? So the producer yells at them when they get back. And they were like, sorry, we thought we had enough time. And Tyra cuts to Tyra in studio. And she's like, you guys really hurt my feelings. I know. I know. I was like, shut up, Tyra. Shut up. Did they? Did they really did they? hurt your feelings? You're just mad that you got your time wasted. Because that's what it is. Like, I hate when people... Like, that's, this, this is one of those things, it's just a personal pet peeve, but, like, if, there's a difference between somebody wasting your time and someone hurting your feelings. They're two very different things, and people kind of equate them. And yes, it can, they can come hand in hand, but, like, my time is my, literally my money. So if you don't do something or don't follow through with your shit, you're fucking with my money. And also, it's all being filmed, and it shows that they don't respect her as much as she wants them to. I know that she's not the all like breathing lord that she yeah like, that she's allowed she to be on the show mm-hmm, exactly because this is more real yeah and then we hear Renee explain why she came back and she's like I felt like I had responsibility and a lot to like lose by l- missing up this opportunity and so basically what happens is is what the what the producers hoped would happen was Bianca and Dominique turn on each other yes they really wanted this to happen yeah. Like, that's why they casted the two of these two women in this house together. So Dominique starts crying when she gets back to the house because that producer yells at them. And yeah. Bianca's, like, mad at her that she's crying. And she's like, she's being overdramatic. What's Bianca's voice? You're being overdramatic. Uh, being overdramatic. No, that's Brie. Oh, that you're right. Brie. That's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't. We didn't really have, we didn't really have a Bianca impression. It was just, it was just, you know. But then Bianca in studio, she's like, uh, I just, I found out later that that's her personality and mm-hmm. I'm sorry I got mad at her. Because Dominique's like, this is how I process. You can process it different, but this is how I process. It's that simple. And um. then I don't have any notes on what the transition was here, but it's just a segment where Tyra makes all the girls cry. I just have a note that just says Tyra is a bad talk show host. So I'm <laughs> guessing those two are related. <laughs> It's just, I, like, have absolutely no transition. It just cuts mm-hmm. to Renee talking about uh, being abused. Yeah, like, I think that's what happened. It's like, Tyra was like, so then the girls got really intense. See what happened here. Okay. And then we talk about, like, Renee, I don't, I guess, I don't know. Oh, yeah, because this like, was back in the house with all the girls. Yeah. And back in the house. they were, like, they were sitting drinking. around in robes and, like, yeah. hair towel turbans. And Renee's like, no offense, but like, I went through some horrible things growing up that made me very angry and bitter. And I had every kind of abuse, physical, mental, emotional. And my dad was a pastor and police officer. Like, damn, Renee. Damn. Damn. My mother prayed God would change him. Like, that's scary. That's Mm -hmm. scary. That's that mindset horrible. scares me. That mindset it really does. Tr- and that's like why I just associate like hardcore Christian religion to, well, any kind of religion, hardcore to religion to abuse and like trying to make up for something. I agree. Overcompensating. It's an overcompensation. Usually you know? it is. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And it doesn't help that those kinds of religions are so like, patriarchal and like yeah and like yeah it's rooted in patriarchy rooted in sexism and it's 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 like 
absolutely terrifying to see the ways that we that not we I don't count myself in, in but like they see the ways that like religion will go out of its way to protect men mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it's absolutely insane because they wrote like it. the justifications of course of course and, yeah. and they can change it and, and and interpret it the way that benefits them but it's it's just like like I can't imagine just praying that God would change someone, change someone. And and like Renee says, like, you can't, God won't change somebody who does not want to fucking change. True. And a dude who gets away with beating his wife because he's protected by this, his surroundings, I, you're getting away with it. He was getting away with it. And it, the, all of this made me really sad considering what happens to Renee. Like this stuff. I know. This whole thing was hard to watch, like knowing. The, uh, watching Modelville, knowing what happens to Renee. Yeah. Is harder than watching Cycle 8 was, I think. Yeah, I agree. Because you see it. You see mm-hmm. the cracks. Like, And uh, we'll talk about it, but that's... The finale, I know. The finale. Um, we'll get yeah. there. So then, um, in response to Renee unloading... Yeah. <laughs> Lauren... <Slam dunk! laughs> Lauren goes, yeah, life sucks for everyone. My grandpa raped me when I was 12, 13. And everyone's just like... Oh my, oh god, my god, you said that so casually. Yeah, she said it so casually and in a manner I was like, oh girl, you need to process that. Lauren needs to go to therapy. Everybody needs to go to therapy. Everybody needs to go to therapy. Everybody on the show needs to go to therapy. Everybody on the show and I just think everybody in the world. I mean, oh, yes. We'd, be all, we'd all be so much happier. <laughs> I literally tried to explain that to someone who like was trying to be like, antidepressants don't work. And I was like, honestly... That's bullshit and it's dangerous in mindset, whatever. But I was just like, I firmly believe that at some point everyone needs to be in therapy at some point in their life. You always need a third party to yell at. And just to listen to you and like, uh, just to listen to you. A conducive manner. Sometimes it's how you need something. Times people need to unpack things, yeah. you know? And you, and you can't unpack things with people who are invested, not invested, not to say that your therapist isn't invested in your life, but who aren't, don't have a personal investment in what the outcome is. So, like, your family or your friends, you know? Yeah. And to just validate you in, like, everything that you're feeling. Like, Mm -hmm. most of my therapy sessions are just me, like, going in there and her being like, you're so mean to yourself. Yeah. You have to give yourself a break. Me too. And it's like, everybody needs that, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. My mind literally, she's like, at the end of her session, she's like, okay, this week you have to write down five things you like about yourself and I come in the next week. And I'm like, I don't have anything. And she's like, I gave you this assignment. I'm like, I didn't do it. Okay, so bottom line, (laughs) everybody should be in therapy. Back to Lauren. So then we, I think we're back in the studio now, right? Possibly. My notes are Oh, no, yeah. Well, Lauren, she talks about how every relationship she's ever been in has been affected by, like, this trauma that happened to her. like, of course. And she, she told her mom immediately after, like, that happened, and it just, mm-hmm. like, lost trust of all of her family. her family and all the males in her family as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And males like, in general. Yep. I, I don't blame yep. you there. Got you, girl! Um, Tyra, and then we go back in the studio, and Tyra's like, Lauren, when I saw you for Cycle 10, I could see that you were, you were wounded and that you were hurt, but I didn't... I didn't know it was this. And it's like, Tyra, stop it! <laughs> I hate you! Um, Sometimes Tyra's emotional manip- manipulation works on me. And it did in this scene. 
But Tyra pretends to tear up. And that's when yeah, I was like really back does. to reality. It was like, why are you pretending you're crying? The Gretchen Rossi crying from the Real Housewives of Orange County. When you when you put your fingers into your tear ducts, oh like you're God, crying, yes. but you're not crying. <laughs> or like putting your your two your your what your knuckles into your tear ducts. So <laughs> there. Lauren says um, all the girls are similar, and we all overcame stuff, and like that's what helps us bond. Yeah, and then dead. I just want to note what the Chiron says for Lauren. Oh no! Because they because Ty- the Tyra Banks show has like some Maury esque really horrible Chirons like like the, the the captions are always terrible like like doing Modelville to like I think oh yeah to like win the money and move to New York with her family like you know things like that but this one says Lauren blames her se- low self esteem on the sexual abuse she endured as a child. Jesus, oh, <laughs> Jesus, yeah, you're right. Oh, there were some weird ones like that. It was awful. And then Renee, uh, so she, uh, the abuse with her father, um, he used to tell her she was like stupid and ugly and smelly and she doesn't even remember the first time he hit her because that's how like normalized it was in their house. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, like calling someone smelly, especially in childhood, is so cruel. (laughs) Like, like, I, I, I don't know why. That affects me so deeply. I agree. I so agree. But I feel like, I feel like every teenager I know, or at least when I, like, has just, was, like, being smelly was, like, a really big fear. Because you always, we all knew who the smelly kid was. Yeah. And it's just, oh. it, it, It's just, like, it, like, that's just, like, an evil person. That's an adult mm-hmm. that would do that. It's yeah, just, like. It's like so many it's implications like, behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, anyway. you, that you're poor, that you're not you're good dirty. enough. You're dirty. You're yeah. dirty. Yeah. It's like saying you they're know. dirty. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Anyway, then Bianca comes in as a winner. Ugh. Real sensitive. Bianca should really just teach sensitivity, <laughs> like, <laughs> like training. She is the most, like, oh, empathetic, God. so genuine. I was so mad at her during this. I know. Um, She's like, what did your mom do? Like, you guys are moms to uh, Dominique and Renee. Like, Mm -hmm. my mom would die for me. Your moms didn't do anything to get you out of there. And Renee's like, my mom tried to leave him. He pulled guns on her. Like, you Mm -hmm. can't understand what this is. And Renee, like, immediately shuts down and leaves the room. Because she's like, I opened up. I was trying to bond. And now Mm -hmm. you're telling me, like, my mom should have done something. Like, we didn't handle the situation right Like my mom doesn't didn't love me. Like my yeah, mom wouldn't die for me. That's what she's taking from it. Like you, like what, like basically, like why are you talking shit about my mama? Why she's are you like, talking shit about my, my mom. mama? Don't. That's the, no offense. Don't mm-hmm. judge my mom. It's like when you're joking about something and then like somebody else jokes about something is like that same thing and you're like no yeah this is not your joke oh yeah this is not your joke like I, that is not something that i feel okay with you joking about when it comes to me that's something i can joke about yeah. but that's not your joke um yeah and renee gets upset and she felt like bianca was judging her and bianca's like honestly you shared your story so i gave you my opinion and it's like your opinion was ignorant yeah and and beyond and Renee was allowed to react to that in the same way that you were allowed to react to her story. Yeah, and then we it's go we go back to the studio and Renee's mom is there. Um, I love how Tyra has like moms, husbands, and boyfriends come in and she talks to them for 
one question. She asks them one, one question. question and then she answers it herself. And then that's yeah. it. Uh-huh. Renee goes, my mom struggled with religion and like didn't marry him knowing he was like that. Yeah. And Bianca's like, I I apologize. I was just like sincerely confused and like I mm-hmm. wanted to know what was going through your mom's head. Mm-hmm. She didn't feel like she was being insensitive, but Bianca was being insensitive. Oh, absolutely. She was being insensitive and she should like, and it's, it's one of those things where that's simply just Bianca's personality. She doesn't ask questions out of genuine curiosity. She asks questions almost in a combative, like, to make you feel like you have to defend yourself. So Renee's you know? mom calls uh, Renee's dad her former husband. Thank God they're no longer together. Yeah, thank God. And she's yeah. like, um, we were up in northern Michigan. Like, we were afraid he was going to kill us and nobody would just know we were dead. Because he was, like, well-respected in the county and mm-hmm. our neighbors were a mile away. Like, just he like would us. pull yeah. us off of the road. Yeah. Like, pull them over at gunpoint. Literally. And that's when, yeah, Tyra calls Bianca ignorant and is like, that doesn't mean dumb. It just means you have no knowledge about this situation. About So this. you shouldn't speak yeah. on it. And she got, and she was basically like, you did the same thing to Heather on Cycle 9. And I was like, I literally, this is this when I was like, go in, Tyra. Mm-hmm. Go fucking in. Yeah. Because you're right. You're right. And when and she says, when people are ignorant, they ju- they are quick to judge. Which is so true. Yeah. Like, yeah, great. Um, and then we hear Tyra, of course, talk about how she was in an emotionally abusive relationship. And she's like, Bianca, you just need to be more empathetic. And you have to have this thing. It's called empathy. Mm-hmm. You have to learn about it. Bianca is so mad. She's so... Oh, you can yeah. tell Bianca is... Tr- oh, like, she... She wished she could have. If it was not Tyra Banks, she would have lost it on anybody oh, yeah. else. As soon but as she, she says ignorant, Bianca like opens her mouth to say something and then to it's defend just herself. Speechless. Uh huh. Yeah, she like can't believe that Tyra Banks looked her dead in the eye and called her ignorant. And I'm like, honestly, Team Tyra. She's right. I can't believe I'm ever saying that. Tyra's if Tyra's right, I can't be mad at her. Sorry, she's right. It's rare. This is a rare occasion, guys. Um, So then back at the house, Lisa Price visits the girls from Carol's daughter, and she comes over with a basket. Yeah. I love that this is the first time in the episode we're seeing Fatima. Um, She, yeah, and so then they all get to, like, play with the Carol's daughter products, and they get assigned their respective products for their commercials. Um, Bianca gets the Carol's daughter candy paint. Dominique gets the Carol's daughter lemon ginger mint manicure in a jar. It's a lot of, lot of, lot of words. Um, Fatima gets the Carol's daughter hair milk. Lauren gets the Carol's daughter love butter. So that and Lauren then, can love Lauren, cause she lacks. Confidence. I cackled, I cackled. Um, and Renee gets the twee, twee, um, hair smoothie. And then we learned the same rules of the commercial we already learned, except 30 second spot, the studio can help them, um, they're gonna produce right and direct, but no props allowed. That sucks. Yeah, it's why they're so bad. And they have to research the brand. Mm-hmm. Make sure to do your research. And that's the end of episode two, is it not? Do you have more? I have the girls rehearsing. Oh, yeah. They're they're doing their research. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Renee. Isn't Renee on like a like a like a two thousand five Mac? Like a like a one of those old like orange yeah. Macs they had in like, like, on at, Zoe like middle school. Yeah. So she like <laughs> Zoe one oh what? You know what? That is the end of it, isn't it? I think it's just scenes from next yeah, week. Like, that yeah, like yeah, Lauren Dominique test other drugs. and then Fatima goes to the, the store in Harlem. Yeah. And Bianca's the one of the old school the old school computer. Not Renee. Dominique and Lauren are putting on samples. Renee went to Lisa Price's speaking engagement. And yeah, it's just the girls rehearsing in in the apartment. Yeah. Boop, so boop, that's boop, it. Boop, boop, boop. Welcome to the end of cycle of episode two of Modelville. Yay. Great. Yay. So Great. we'll see you guys next week and we'll uh, do episodes two and three and finish and out three. Modelville. Hillary, do you want to do our social media? I would love to. So we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash nexttopbestfriend. We also have a Twitter at nexttopbestpod. And we have an Instagram at nexttopbestfriend. You can also send us an email, nexttopbestfriend at gmail.com. We also have a website America's Next Top Best Friend.com. That's it for the podcast social media. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Hilarious123. Shmanda, what's your social media? Hi, I'm Amanda. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Loch Ness Manda. You can follow my blog, Romance vs. Reality. It's a Tumblr. It's the links are in the very info of this podcast. Starting The Bachelorette this week, so what? Great, that's Hillary's it. Hillary's still in Europe. Hillary's in Europe, hanging out with European men. I think I'm in Paris right now. Are, oh, you're meeting those dweebs that that took Elise and Adrian on a date? Yeah. Okay, great. That's what I thought. Cool. Okay, see you guys next week. Bye! Love you guys. Bye! <laughs>